In this episode, I'll talk a bit about curiosity, distraction, and evasiveness, and how to know which it is and what to do about it. All right, here we go. Episode 18. Pay attention. Hi, I'm Karen Rolfe, and welcome to Horse Training in Harmony. This podcast is about you making progress with your horse in a way that you both can love. It's about learning how to move and be in harmony. Because yes, you really can develop a horse to be both athletic and happy. When we show up as our best selves for our horses, our horses will show up for us. So let's get started. I recently asked uh, people in my Dressage Naturally Land Facebook group for topics, suggestions for this podcast. And one of the questions or suggestions that I got was somebody who wrote in saying, um, talk about curious versus being distracted or evasive and how to know which one it is. So I thought this was a great topic. Um, Several people also chimed in that they would like to hear about this topic. So I thought I'd just kind of riff on this for a little bit on this podcast. Um, Definitely an interesting thing to think about. So I kind of pictured you're riding around or you're playing with your horse and your horse's attention is somewhere other than on you. So I think it's really um, interesting to just know that that could be my horse is just distracted or my horse is just being curious. And this is a good thing because we love curiosity around here or he's being evasive. So you're trying to pay attention, ask him to do one thing. He's paying attention on how to do something else. So it's a great question. And um, I love that the question was even framed this way because this is where we can like dial in and get more um, into the nitty gritty details. And this is where the magic lives. So with things like this, I think, you know, it's about what's your horse thinking. And, and I think the best thing to say right away is we can only guess what our horse is thinking. So we're going to be taking best guesses here and, you know, I'll just kind of give some ideas based on experience. Uh, But just know this is always just a best guess. And I'm fully aware of that. Um, So If your horse is being curious, so I talk a lot about the importance of curiosity and curiosity is a sign of confidence in a way, because a horse who's um, not confident or is in fear is probably not going to show signs of curiosity. Now, if they're really, um, some horses, when they're afraid, they will actually go on the attack. Um, But I don't, I wouldn't say that that's curiosity. It's, it's more like, Hey, I'm going to go get you. And I've seen horses do this. We had an injured vulture in our pasture once and my horses were like on it, descended on it like crazy. But the sense wasn't curiosity. The sense was this thing has to get out of our pasture. (laughs) Anyway. So curiosity, I think is a good quality to have, but if you're, playing with your horse or riding around. And I've seen this with students and their horse is like, Ooh, what's this over here? Oh, let me stop and look at this. Ooh, can I go put my foot over there? Can I knock this thing off the wall? 
uh, it can be a distraction for the rider and it can be like a change of the subject. So I love curiosity because it's an indicator of confidence and because it's an indicator that they're not in fear and it's an indicator that they feel free to express themselves. So this is all good. But if you have a super curious horse and their curiosity is, is somehow getting in the way of things. So I'm going to assume that the, one of the reasons that someone would ask this question is because maybe their horse's curiosity is actually getting in the way, right? They're on their way to do something. The horse goes, Oh, Hey, can I put my nose on this? And, and then you feel bad interrupting that because you know, curiosity is good. So it can go to an extreme. It's, it's kind of like if your horse is that confident and that sure of themselves and that comfortable in their environment and comfortable with you that they feel like when you're working on a canner serpentine that they can go, hey, can I go touch that thing with my nose? <laughs> that if they're in that state of mind where curiosity is so high that it's actually getting in the way and becoming a problem, then that's a, a time where you can, I don't think you can, you should feel bad going, not right now, <laughs> right? Because, um, you've already got the state of mind that you're aiming for. Now, if you always did that and you never let them express their curiosity, then they're going to shut down their curiosity and then you're going to have to build it all over again. But here's, here's the way you can think about it. Is that if your horse is being so curious that they're that bold to go express it, um, yeah, then, then you, can, you can change it. Like, don't, don't feel bad about that. And I know I just repeated myself. It's because I had something in my head and then I, I felt the thought just leave my brain right as I was talking. Oh, here it is. It came back. <laughs> oh my gosh. Am I the only one that this happens to? <laughs> anyway, um, if they're that curious, maybe then they can get more curious about what you're asking them to do. And one way to, to get them more curious about what you're asking them to do is to be more interesting and actually have a higher standard. So ask them slightly harder questions and hold them a little bit more accountable for the answer, right? So you can ask them different questions and when they don't get it quite right, you go, that's great, but it's not quite it, not quite yet and see if you can turn their curiosity onto you. So instead of them going, look at that really interesting thing in the corner, you're like, no, no, I really mean this kind of a turn. I know, but there's this really cool thing over in the corner. Like, I know, but there's this really cool thing I'm doing here. And if you make the conversation interesting enough, they can literally turn their curiosity back on you and go, Oh, wait, wow. You're really, you were really listening to me, mom. <laughs> like, I know I'm really being specific here. I really do mean it. And so that's sort of a really friendly way to say, Hey, listen to me to think about what can I do as a horseman to be so interesting that they get actually curious about what I'm doing. So that's a circumstance where I would say go in more and raise your standard, get more interesting. 
Now, if your horse, um, when wouldn't I do that? If your horse is in fear, so because curiosity is sort of the opposite of confidence and what they show when they're in fear, if your horse is in a more fearful state and then they start to show you curiosity, that's when it's really important to acknowledge it because that's where they're just starting to make the change. And if you need to notice when they start to become curious instead of just afraid. So a lot of times horses would be like, I'm afraid. And they either want to, you know, fight, flight, or freeze. And they start looking for their exits or they just go internal or freeze, you know, or they like my horses with the injured vulture in the pasture, they just want to fight right? Either way, they're, they're in fear, they're not really thinking. And if you feel them shift from, I can't look at it, I can't see it, I got to get out of here, I got to attack it, and they start to do anything resembling, hmm, I wonder what that is. Like, that's a moment that I would stop everything that I'm doing and go, yeah, I don't know, let's look at it. <laughs> Yay, good job. That's a great question to ask. I, let's go see what it is. So that's when nurturing curiosity is really, really, really important as an acknowledgement of that switch into more confidence. So um, the confident horse going along, you're asking them something and they get distracted by the thing over there and want to go touch it because that's, you know, we love curiosity. Yeah. Okay. But be curious about what I'm doing a horse that's in fear, and then they become curious. Yes, interrupt what you're doing and go let them be curious. Um, distracted or evasive, like that's interesting. So distracted, distracted to me, I guess it could be distracted by something that they're afraid of. It could just be distracted by something that's more interesting. Um, so I guess the first thing we have to think of is why are they getting distracted? Is it distracting because it looks like, hey, those horses are doing something that looks like much more fun than what I'm doing. Is it distracted just because it's sort of flapping around in their, in their attention and that keeps just grabbing their attention, just like some people can, you know, <laughs> you're talking to someone and you hear your text. It's really hard not to put your attention there. So maybe they're just one of these like hyper alert horses and they're just seeing stuff. So they're distracted. Um, they might be bored with what you're asking them and they want to have an interesting life <laughs> and what you're doing is boring. So they're kind of looking for other things to do. So I think distracted just means, um, you know, I don't think I have an answer because it it's going to depend on what's distracting them and why. And again, so here we have to guess, is my horse bored or are they so afraid that they're frozen? So, but I think just saying to yourself, you know, this is really, this ride isn't going well today. Why? 
well, my horse is really distracted. He's not paying attention to me at all. And then you have to ask another question. Why? Is he afraid? Is he bored? Am I being unclear? Am I making no sense? Is this too hard for him? And he's looking for an exit. So, you know, I think just asking yourselves those questions is going to get you closer to the answer, right? So instead of just saying, hey, you stupid horse, pay attention to me. Why aren't you paying attention to me? <laughs> you know, um, instead, really wonder, stop for a second, get off, sit on the fence and go, what is going on? Is he, is he checking for exits? Is he just bored? Is he afraid of something over there? Or does he just want more to pay attention to? You know, I guess that would go into boring. Um, and then why doesn't he want to pay attention to me? Am I asking for too much? Am I asking for too little? Am I being unclear? And I think, you know, what I, I tell my students all the time is ask yourself, you know, stop, take a breath, ask yourself that question. And just if you're really present, you probably will get some sort of answer. Now, inner wisdom answers sound to me like very clear sentences. Bum, bum, bum. That's what my inner wisdom sounds like. My brain getting in the way sounds like, oh no, are you just being stupid? And blah, blah. you know, it's, <laughs> it sounds like that. So you're going to have to figure out what does your inner wisdom, trust your instincts sound like compared to what does your brain tell you that's, you know, going to get in the way. But give it a try. Just try to be present and try to say, why is my horse distracted? Now, evasive to me is a little bit different. Evasive, evasive is they're, um, they're actively trying to avoid doing the thing you're doing. Now, a horse could be paying a lot of attention to you. It's not a matter of where their attention is. They could be paying attention to you and going, I hear what you're saying. And I'm, I, I would really rather not do that. <laughs> and I'm going to try hard to not do that. So if they're being evasive, um, that to me is a much more direct relationship. I'm asking you this and you are actively trying not to do that. To, evasion to me is different than understanding. So if they don't understand what I'm asking, then it's an education thing. If it's an evasive thing, then they know what you want them to do, but they don't think it's a good deal for them. So it's not only not going to pay off well, but there's something that's actively uncomfortable about it. There's a benefit for them to put in all that energy to try to not do it. Sometimes it seems that horses will work really hard just to, to you know, to avoid doing something that's not that hard to do, <laughs> seemingly to me. It seems like that way. Like, I'm just asking you to do this, and now you're doing these 20 million contortions and working twice as hard you know, to avoid doing this one simple thing I asked. But if, if that seems to not make sense, we, what you want to do is not go, you stupid horse, I'm just asking you for this, and you're doing cartwheels to avoid it. You have to go, wow, that horse, for some reason, thinks that that's beneficial. 
that they don't understand or don't want to, or it hurts or whatever reason, it's more beneficial for them to do these cartwheels to avoid doing it. So we have to acknowledge that and go, okay, so how can I change my horse's mind about this? And so this, this comes up a lot. Like if a horse is acting like what I'm asking is disproportionately going to be hard or too much work or whatever it is, then I want to really be aware of that. Like, wow, this horse thinks this is really going to be hard. So my whole training strategy for that session is going to be leave the horse feeling like at the end of the session, they go, oh, that was it. Well, that was easy. And I, and I go, I know. (laughs) So I was trying to tell you the whole time. All right. So, but that's a very different perspective than, hey, you need to do this because I said so. The end result might be the same. The horse ends up doing what I ask, but instead of the horse becoming submissive to my demands, I want to feel like the horse goes, oh, well, gee, I feel really stupid for working so hard to try to avoid doing that if that's all you wanted, right? So if I know that that's my intention, that's going to change my choices for when I reward or how do I get to the essence of the movement and maybe compromise a little bit to make it easier for them to find success, but still not let go of the main intention of the exercise, you know, things like that. Then you, you start getting curious about how can you show the horse that there's actually a really good payoff if you just do this one little thing for me. Right. But we have to acknowledge when, when we see evasion, we have to acknowledge the horse thinks it's hard or it hurts or they they have a reason. They don't do things like that without a reason. So we have to evasion. We have to really look at because the horse is is believing something is going to be worse for him than whatever he's doing to try to avoid it. And we have to flip that script for them. And that's really a lot about motivation and reward. (laughs) Okay. So um, how do we know it's evasion instead of just distractedness? I think it's, it's the curiosity and distractiveness is like, Hey, what's that thing over there? That's what I'm paying attention to. And evasion is, I hear what you're saying. And I don't want to do what you're saying. Evasion is a moving away. Distraction is usually a moving towards. Their attention is moving towards something else other than you. Evasion is their attention's on you, but they don't want to do it. <laughs> um, yeah. So what else can we say about this? Um, okay. So let's say we're riding around, we're doing something and our horse, let's say that they get distracted by something and they are in fear. Okay. Cause that, that changing them from fear to curiosity is really important. Um, if they're distracted by something, it might be because of fear or it might not be because of fear. They could be distracted by something that they're curious about. They could be distracted by something that they're afraid of. They could be distracted by something that 
other horses are doing in the pasture next door that looks like much more fun, like running up and down the fence line. So I think the important thing is if they're not in fear, now we have something we can work with. And if they're not in fear, then we just need to become more interesting communicators and become more interesting than the thing that they're distracted by and become, um, you know, have it be a payoff, be motivating, be interesting, be clear and be rewarding. So they start just turning their attention to you. But because the fear slash cure it and not, you know, being in fear, being not in fear is really important. Let's say we have a horse who is in fear. So they're going over, let's say I'm riding and they get distracted by this thing because they are afraid of it. What do you do? So do you let them look at it because we want to nurture curiosity or do we work to get their attention back on us? And I don't know the answer, but I'll give you some options because the answer depends on the individual horse. And, um, it, and it's not just a matter of introvert, extrovert, right brain, left brain. I mean, if they're in fear, they're not thinking, which, you know, can be described as right brain, um, in horsemanship kinds of terms. But I, I find it's a little bit more nuanced like that. It really comes down to the personality, the character, who the horse is, but we have some choices. So your horse, you're going along, you're riding, your horse gets distracted by something and you think they're in fear. Do you say, hey, pay attention to me because if you're not looking at that thing, then you can't be scared of it. And you, with that horse, you keep them busier, right? You do lots of stuff to keep their attention on you. That could work. There are some horses that it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. And if you're able to really capture their attention, then they, they don't get distracted by other things. And because they don't get distracted, they don't get afraid. Or even if they are a little bit afraid, they look to you, you can get their attention on you. So they pass the thing that they're afraid of enough times that you end up proving to them that it wasn't anything to be afraid of. And through that, they now become not afraid of it. So that absolutely can work. And I have used that technique very successfully where the horse ends up calmer at the end of the ride and not afraid of the thing that they thought that they might be afraid of. So totally can work and totally could not work on a different character horse. So the other choice we have is you're riding along, you're doing something, the horse gets distracted by something and they're afraid of it. You could stop and let them look at it. Just give them a second, let them look, let them take his time and see if you can wait for the shift of curiosity to kick in. Horses are such curious horses by nature that it might take some time, but it's going to kick in unless maybe they have had specific bad experiences with that thing that now they have 
to overcome. You know, they got PTSD about this exact circumstance that that could take longer. But most of the time, if you wait long enough, a horse will turn to curiosity. So I have had that work really successfully. I just stop. I let them look. At some point they go, oh, it's just a pile of dirt. And you go, I know. And then they go, okay, well, I'm fine now. And then it's not an issue. (laughs) So that can work really successfully, except for the horses that it doesn't work. That they go along, they look, and now you're looking at it, they're looking at it, and they're going, oh my God, my human's looking at it too. It must really be a danger. And now you're both staring at it. And the longer they stare at it, the more afraid they get. And now all they can do is stare at it and they can just keep staring at it. And it's hard to break that cycle. So I'm not sure which one you're going to need to do, but it's one or the other. <laughs> How's that for an answer? Um, I'm Again, I've tried to kind of piece together which horse needs to do what when, but I don't, like I said, it's it's not just a matter of introvert, extrovert. It's a little bit about whether they are um, an aloof kind of horse, you know, the horse that stands out away from all the other herd members and just kind, kind of likes to chill by himself does not mean he's an introvert necessarily. I've, I have my horse Atomic is a very extroverted, aloof horse. He's very extroverted, very fearful, very on the lookout, but he likes to be by himself. He is not a horse who has many horsey friends. He does not like to be touched. He doesn't like to be talked to. His best thing to do is just um, to leave him alone because it's every man for himself. So with him working to try to distract him from the thing that he's afraid of, I can manage to get through rides like that, but it doesn't necessarily um, make the fear go away ultimately if he's really scared of a thing. So if there's a thing on the ground he's scared of, it's much better just to let him go look, sniff, he's checked it out. Okay, I'm good. Go on with your life. Um, if I try to talk to him when he's in fear, then and he's in a every man for himself mode, now I am just another thing causing tension for him. That's him, but it's not just his aloofness. It's not just his, um, you know, whether he's extrovert or introvert, it's, it's who he is. It's the whole combination, the whole package. Now, um, ovation, I can much more easily, if he gets distracted by something, And he's, even if he's a little bit fearful, now most of the time I will tend to um, let him look at stuff because it clears it really fast. But if I, for some reason, work him through it, if he's just distracted because he's being silly, because he's very gregarious and he's very extroverted and he's very left brain and he's whatever. But if he gets a little bit distracted and um, fearful of something I actually am able to keep talking to him and have a really good conversation and gives attention on me. And then he forgets about this other thing because he's so into the, 
you know, I can grab his attention back on me and he can end up also being relaxed and not afraid of the thing at the end of the session. So the best advice I can give you is to know that if your horse is in fear, you have at least those two options. Those are two opposite ends of the spectrum. Stop, let them look and nurture their curiosity. Say, I'm going to sit here and wait until you show me curiosity. I'm going to really encourage that. Don't you want to look at it? See, it's fine. It's nothing. Put your nose on it. And the other method is I'm going to um, be even more distracting than the thing that's distracting you. And I'm going to be interesting. And it, and you don't have to do it with a, hey, you dumb horse, be, you know, pay attention to me. You're being bad. It's just like, oh, what am I doing over here? And we're going to turn this way. And then what's this thing? Oh, can you speed up? Can you do a transition? Like you can do it in a way that feels positive and feels worthy of their attention. It doesn't have to be domineering, which is only going to usually create tension and make them not want to listen to you because you're just being a dumb boss. But if you know that there's those two choices, then you can, with your horse in any moment, go, okay, here's a moment. I'm going to pick one. I'm going to pick one of those strategies today. I'm just going to sit and find the threshold of when he has his attention on this thing and he's fearful and I'm going to see how long it takes and I'm going to give him all the time in the world. I'm going to try that three days in a row and see, does it, how's the next day, right? So we don't know how our training is until the next day. So you try the technique consciously, you really follow through on it, you're consistent with it, and then you see how did that session end up And how is he the next day? Is he better, the same, or worse? And if you do it a bunch in a row, you go on a little quest and you say, okay, this week, every time he gets fearful, distracted, I'm going to just sit there and allow him the time to show me when he turns into curiosity. But if it doesn't make any progress and it stays the same or gets worse, then you go, okay, tried that for a week. This week, I'm going to try the other thing. Every time he gets distracted because he's scared of something, I'm going to try being much more interesting. And I'm going to, in a very cheerful way, ask him more questions and and not give him a chance to really think about what's over there. You don't have to push him into it, but you can work over on a different side of the arena and then try to get his attention and then get closer and closer and notice and do things like that. And you try that technique and you do it consciously and you do it for that every single time for that week. And you notice, does that session, did it get better, worse, or stay the same? And then what's tomorrow like? Is it better, worse, or stay the same? Right. And then you're going to start and take notes, right? Right. Make a journal. Take notice of your mental attitude. How did that go for you? Were you able to do that technique? And I think the, the important thing is to consciously make the decision and then follow through. So what I sometimes see happen, and I felt myself doing this too and caught myself, is I decide to do one of the plans. For example, okay, when he gets scared, I'm going to stop and just let him look 
and see how long it takes. But then I get a little impatient and I don't wait long enough. And then I, so I do it kind of halfway. I wait a little bit and then I start talking to him again. Well, I haven't done either one of those techniques. I did a mishmash in the middle and now I don't know really what worked or didn't work, you know, or you decide to do the technique of I'm going to really get my horse's attention, but you don't do it well. You end up, you end up getting mad at them and you're not effective enough in getting the attention. So now you're just kind of bothering him while he's looking at the thing that he's still looking at. So the key is to stop and think, Hey, here's a moment. I have some decisions I could make. <laughs> I have some choices. I'm going to choose this one and I'm going to do my best to stick with that method to see if it's going to work with this horse or not. And just know it could work. It could not work. And if you think you're a master at it with one horse, well, then the next horse comes along and he needs something different. So um, I hope, I hope that helps. I mean, I hope it's, it's encouraging and that if it's not working for you, well, this is not easy stuff. We're trying to guess what's in our horse's mind, but I hope it's, I hope it's, you know, encouraging because, you know, that's not like there's one answer that you're somehow missing. You know, this is all nuanced stuff. We all have to feel this out with our horses as we go. And I think it's one of the toughest questions um, that any horseman has, you know, what do I do in this moment? But if it is a fear-based thing, just know that you're going to have to deal with the fear. If you don't deal with the fear, you're going to be dealing with the fear, just not on your terms. So unless it's a performance, we don't have to push through it. And you want to catch yourself, make sure that you're not having too many rides where you're just getting through the fear, right? They're fearful you're managing it, but it's not getting better the next day. And that's kind of the hallmark of just what happens when you just ride through it and you ride through it and you ride, you get through it, but you're not improving it. You're not training it is you're just going to have the same problem again the next day. And that's, I think why it's important to journal too, because sometimes the progress is very subtle, but if you start paying attention to like, okay, how long did it take? So you might feel like, oh my gosh, it's the same thing every single day. But what you're not realizing is it lasted an hour. And then next couple of weeks later, oh, I only had to do that for 15 minutes. And then a couple of weeks later, you're still dealing with it. But oh my gosh, it only took five minutes. So you want to, that's the importance of journaling so that you can start to notice, oh, I am, <laughs> plot the bar graph. You know, I am heading in the right direction. And then keep doing more of that. So I hope that helps. Um, as always, please um, feel free to join me in the Facebook group, Dressage Naturally Land. It's open to everybody. You just have to click to ask to join, um, but it, everybody is welcome. And it's a great place that, to come and give me feedback on these podcasts. Let me know how it goes. I'm in there. You can tag me and ask me a question. And I'm happy to answer. Um, so that's it. Let me know. And uh, good luck. If this episode resonates with you, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Training horses is a long game. The more you listen, the more pieces of the puzzle you'll have. 
To see all your learning resources, visit dressagenaturally.net. That's where you'll find free videos, online courses, my book. You can sign up for my Wednesday Wisdom email or even book a private consult. Most of all, remember, you got this. Never underestimate the possibility for things to improve in ways you cannot yet imagine. Till next time, love your horse, move in harmony, and enjoy the process.